And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Morning Rush, which you can catch on ESPN Arkansas at hitthatline.com. For all interviews, podcasts, streaming live of our show, be sure to check it out every weekday morning from 6 to 9. We're going to be talking with Bunky Perkins of Bunky Perkins fame. He's not really with anybody. He's just a real personality on Twitter. Great follow, by the way, and if you haven't done it, be sure to do that at Monkey Perkins. But we're going to talk with him. He has a lot of connections and a lot of insight to the Ole Miss football program, as well as Arkansas, so we'll get some thoughts and opinions from him on that. We'll also talk a little bit about the game upcoming this weekend as well. But first, got to tell you, you don't want to watch football games. You need to watch football games. And Sling TV is the place to do it. I don't like having a bunch of cords or anything running through my walls. I don't like having any of that. I don't like paying out my rear end for cable. I don't do it. So I go with Sling because I was sick of paying for 20 channels that I never watch. And I just wanted to watch sports. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, get ESPN, the Pac-12, SEC, and so much more. You can stream it on your big big screen TV. And all your favorite devices, whether it's your iPhone, your iPad, your laptop, whatever it may be. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No more useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. And here's a special offer for just you folks, all right? With football going on, you need to watch the games, you want to save some money, so here it is. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial, and all of the locked-on listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on, Okay. That's sling.com slash locked on. S L I N G dot com slash locked on. Be sure to check it out with Sling TV. So, Arkansas and Ole Miss coming up this weekend. We are so pumped for this game. It deserves to be in Little Rock. It deserves to be at 6 30. It deserves to rain. This game is trash. It's gross. But you know what? It's got to be played, and I don't think it could be played in any other manner, in any other way than the way it's going to be this weekend. Ole Miss is 4-2. Arkansas is 1-5. Either team doesn't really have a lot in front of them, at least not for this season. Both teams looking pretty bleak, pretty bad. I know that Ole Miss is technically a better team as they have three more wins, but their wins haven't exactly come against world beaters. They did beat Texas Tech to start the season. Then they beat SIU and Kent State and ULM when they got trounced by Alabama and LSU. So, how good of a team are they really? They're good enough to beat those other teams. Again, good enough to make a bowl game, better than Arkansas at least. But this is going to be a really interesting game. And it's amazing when you look at both programs and the holes that both of them are in respectively. You think about how did they get there? How did it happen? What went wrong? What needed to change? And honestly, I can't tell you one way or another. But what I do know is that the future and what they hold. Both of these programs are desperate to get back to middle of the pack in the SEC West. And I'm not meaning that as an insult. I'm just meaning if that's how far they've fallen. Both teams, both programs recently have had a lot of high-end success. In the past 10 years, Arkansas, at one point, was the number three team in the country at the very end of the season. They went 21-5 and in two years, and they were on top of the world, it seemed like. Ole Miss, even though they cheated, also felt like they were on top of the world. They also were a top-five team at one point. They were a Hunter Henry heave away on 4th and 25 from playing for the SEC title. 
and possibly playing in the college football playoff. But it didn't happen for them. And they felt good. Their seasons were fun. They had Katy Perry coming to college game day and hanging out with them. I mean, all of these things. It just felt like they were on top of the world. And then it came crashing down. And the same thing for Arkansas. Both programs in a bad way and in bad shape. But which one looks brighter? Which one has the better future? Which one looks like it'd be easier for them to get out of the problems that they're in right now? Which ones? It's hard to tell. But you do have to admit that all these programs hate each other in their own right. And they've also, at least for Arkansas' sake, have had more success against them. Four in a row, they've beaten Ole Miss. Everything just seems like it's going to be the same way this upcoming game. High scoring, crazy things happen. Really nail-biter to the very end. I mean, that's what this game's destined to be. But the programs themselves... I think Arkansas might be in better position just because they don't have the NCAA looming over them. Now, they may not be able to recruit as well as Ole Miss to get the high-end talent, but I like Chad Morris over Matt Luke. I like the, the direction of the program and what they're trying to do defensively, offensive philosophy and all that, more than Ole Miss. Now, they may get better athletes. They may even beat Arkansas this weekend. But honestly, I like Arkansas in the next coming of years. And in fact, once the season ends, I'm going to do a recap of the year and look forward to the coming seasons. And don't be surprised if I start picking Arkansas to be a program that surpasses a few SEC West programs. But right now, both of these teams are in the same boat and in the same problems, dealing with the same problems. So how are they overcoming? What are they going to do? They got time. They got a game this weekend. Probably won't dictate much. But I'll tell you what, if Arkansas wins this game... That's huge for Chad Morris. His first SEC victory. His first one in the most desperate time. It's big. You got to have it. So I'd like it. But Ole Miss, if they lose, Matt Luke, geez, you can't have that. Can't be losing to a 1-5 Arkansas team. Should make for an exciting game. Let's hope that the two teams actually play some sort of defense or else we'll be there all night. Hey, I got to tell you, Vivid Seats is one of the coolest places to go to if you love a night out where you want to see your favorite band in person or being in the crowd to cheer for your favorite team. Whatever it is, you can attend the concert, show, and sporting event of your choice for a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events that you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google play and download the vivid seats app use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats every purchase is backed by a hundred percent buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more vivid seats has it all download the app and enter promo code locked on for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats and make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let vivid seats help you find and get to your favorite live event Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 
Moving on to the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I bring in a very special guest and a friend of mine, at least for the social media side of things, and you probably have heard of him as he's pretty much Twitter famous, and it is Bunky Perkins, which you can follow him on Twitter at Bunky Perkins. is uh, very familiar with the Ole Miss football program as well as the Ole Miss program and uh, also Houston Nut, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as well. So Bunky, appreciate you joining my podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I always like to be introduced as an expert on Houston Nut. Oh, man. I mean, that's that's the best title you can possibly have. I mean, I don't know how it can be any better than that. And uh, I do want to bring up some stuff with Houston Nut here in just a little bit. But I, I know that if you follow, if anyone follows Bunky on Twitter, they know uh, just kind of how the sense of humor goes and what he has, especially dealing with SEC football specifically. But I just got to ask you, Bunky, with all the stuff that's been going on, what's it like right now? to be an Ole Miss fan do you feel positive about the future do you feel like it's kind of you know just treading water I mean what what's the overall feeling right now and being an Ole Miss fan I, I think it's inspired indifference nice <laughs> yeah just complete apathy and a lack of caring um I mean it, it kind of is what it is as soon as they hired Matt Luke to take over for Hugh Freeze uh, it was pretty much writing on the wall of what the next few years will be. It will be very mediocre. Uh, it will be filled with trips to the Independence Bowl and the Liberty Bowl, maybe Music City if we're lucky. And uh, it, it just, it was very uninspired. And so if they're going to be uninspired about it, then I am going to be uninspired. <laughs> well, I kind of get that same sense from, um, from a lot of different Ole Miss fans. Uh, is it just... Uh, is Matt Luke just like kind of like a Band-Aid for the program? I mean, do they really truly believe that he can be able to get Ole Miss back on track and back to some winning ways? I mean, what's kind of the future for Matt Luke and what is his role and position with the program right now? So I, I think what Matt Luke was viewed as, as was as an Ole Miss guy, right? Arkansas right. has the same problem a lot of times. Like they always want to hire the Arkansas guy. And, uh, you know, it, does he have Arkansas ties? Well, Matt Luke had Mississippi ties. He's a, a third-generation Ole Miss football player. His grandfather played there. His dad played there. Uh, his brother played there. Maybe not his grandfather. I know his dad did. His, his brother did. His brother played quarterback. And then Matt was the center uh, on, like, those Deuce McAllister teams. So those those seven and five Ole Miss teams. So he's used to that record, uh, <laughs> and we better get used to it because that's pretty much all that's going to happen. He's just he, he is a band aid. Like he's an Ole Miss guy who isn't going to make a lot of waves and is going to ride out this uh, NCAA probation that we're on, where, which essentially is just a limitation of scholarships. And you know, I have a feeling if. Ole Miss beats Arkansas this week. There will probably be an announcement by the NCAA that they're lifting the bowl ban this year. But if they <laughs> if Ole Miss loses to Arkansas, I bet you never hear anything. And we just accept the bowl ban. So um, it's just it is what it is. Like we had gotten in too deep with Hugh Freeze, and we all know how that turned out. And rather than make an inspired hire um, that maybe could um, either pull us out of the hole we're in through recruiting or just through better coaching. Uh, we went with the safe hire with the, the quote unquote inexpensive hire. I mean, we're still paying $3 million. Imagine that Matt Luke making $3 million, but, um, 
we went with that kind of hire. And so we're kind of in the spot we're in. And unless he does something recruiting wise uh, going forward uh, this next year. Now, we were ranked, uh, I think, fairly high um, at different points during the recruiting year. But obviously, you know, those early recruiting rankings don't mean much until the end. And so we'll see how that shakes out. I think he's going to definitely need to make some uh, coordinator changes at the end of this year, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball and maybe on the offensive side of the ball too. So, um, I mean, he's got nothing but opportunity in front of it, but I, for one, don't really have much confidence in uh, what he's going to produce for the program. So who do you kind of look at and kind of throw the blame on? Is it more of Ross Bjork? Is it Jer- Jer- Jeffrey Vitter? I mean, where's where's kind of the the main blame that is going on for the the Matt Luke experience right now? I mean, you named the the two main culprits for sure. I mean, that Jeff Vitter is a. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm not a fan. <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, I, <laughs> Yeah, don't like him. Uh, he is not a good uh, chancellor for the university and uh, has proven so in his inaction on a lot of different fronts, not just football, but just uh, in general. Uh, Ross Bjork, I think starting off, Ross did a lot of really good things that uh, the previous administration just didn't, like stuff you should do as an as a administrator from like a marketing and, and game ops standpoint and just moving the program into modern times on that end. But his coaching hires like are not inspiring in the least. Uh, I think Kermit uh, Davis is going to probably save him from a hiring standpoint. But other than Kermit, he really hadn't done a whole lot on the hiring front that has has, um, really shown anybody that he can be trusted to make those kind of decisions. And so I honestly think a lot of his decision-making was probably taken out of his hands for that Matt Luke hire and a lot of the the old money guard uh, that uh, likes to make – uh, their power or their uh, influence felt at different times had a lot to do with the Matt Luke hire because he is certainly a, a good old boy hire um, for, for sure. And so a lot of the, a lot of the blame goes to those two. A lot, of go, a lot goes to Hugh Freeze. Like Hugh created his own mess here, right? Like he, he had great recruiting classes and that's all you think of, but you don't think about it like his last two recruiting classes that, that may have been decent on the offensive end, but defensively, ooh, not good. And uh, the, this Ole Miss team and certainly next year's Ole Miss team are certainly going to bear that out. Uh, we have a lot of holes on defense, and that's part of Ole Miss's problem is, you know, they're seen as a team that maybe could score some points, but they can't stop anybody. And that's kind of who we are right now. So let me ask you about this game specifically between Arkansas and Ole Miss. This game's being played in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium, and I'm sure you're very familiar yuck. with the yuck, <laughs> and not and not not just yuck. They're double yuck by playing it at night. Let's yes. get this thing over with, people. Let's. The last thing you want is a bunch of Little Rock yahoos getting drunk at the golf course all day. And then showing up at War Memorial, that thing is going to be a mess. Oh yeah, and adding the fact that there's chances of rain all day too. So just yeah, oh man, absolutely not. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. So like, just I have my own thoughts on this, man. But just this game in Little Rock, it, it's, it always gets brought up in Arkansas st- talk radio and message boards around this time. Just how everybody's either all about Little Rock or hates the games in Little Rock, and it's just it, it almost just divides the fan base in such a way that's so stupid. But I feel like if you're, it's kind of of a fitting year this year to have Ole Miss in Little Rock and this whole uh, situation. Just what are, what are your thoughts on the games in War Memorial Stadium? Should they keep on going? Should they not? I mean, 
do you have any thoughts on that at all? Yeah, so I, I'm certainly biased. I, f- full disclosure, while an Ole Miss alum, uh, I own uh, Arkansas football season tickets. Mm-hmm. And so I, and my, I married into an Arkansas family that happens to be from Fayetteville, so I am certainly Fayetteville biased. I want all the games in Fayetteville so I can go to the games. Y- you, you spent all this money on this stadium. Let's use it more than half the year, shall we? You know, granted, right now it doesn't matter a whole lot because the stands aren't necessarily filled. Although I will say, I was shocked at how many people were at the Alabama game. Uh, but I, why are you playing? Like, I understand why from like a uh, alumni standpoint. Like, there's so many alumni in Little Rock and so much money there that wants to have a game or two in Little Rock. But like, from a practicality standpoint. Stop playing games in that dump and just play everything available. No, I'm the same way because I couldn't imagine me being a player and I got recruited by Alabama or Ole Miss and like all these SEC programs decided to go to Arkansas. And every year I have, it's like, okay, we're going to play in this great stadium that's got a $160 million renovation just done. We're going to do that in our home games. Then once a year, we're going to go down to Arlington and play in Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And then you get to go play in War Memorial Stadium, which literally has no redeeming quality of it. It right. would just frustrate me as a player and as Chad Morris as a coaching staff where you have to basically essentially have a road game against a conference foe in a place that doesn't even have air conditioning in their locker rooms. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I know that a lot of people get up in arms about it, but I think it's almost embarrassing for the University of Arkansas in a lot of ways. Right, and a perfect correlation between Arkansas and like trying to decide whether to play their games in Fayetteville or play them in Little Rock is Ole Miss. Because not too long ago, in fact, uh, late 90s, I think was the last time, Ole Miss used to play a number of games in Jackson, in mm-hmm. Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is a dump, just like War Memorial Stadium. And finally, uh, the people at Ole Miss decided, hey, you know what? While Jackson is our, our state capital and while most of the money that, uh, you know, comes into the university comes from, you know, the city of Jackson, we just spent all this money on this football stadium in Oxford. Let's keep all the games there. And it's done wonders not only for just the fan base itself, but also for Oxford. Like the money that the, the revenues that were generated, even though they weren't as high uh, at playing those games in Jackson, all that money's moved into Oxford and it's helped all aspects from from restaurants to to housing to mm-hmm. you know enrollment. And now granted is a little bit different because Northwest Arkansas is a little bit more of a you know a business center and people move there not just because it's a, a university town. But I, I, I think like the fear of moving the games away from Little Rock, you got to get over that because if you do, I think eventually it'll be good for everybody. Yeah, I certainly agree with you on that. Another question that, of course, we have to get to it if I'm going to have you on this podcast. I, are we just going to have to accept that Houston Nutt is just going to stay in the role he's in? I kept hoping for him to get a coaching role. I know that every time there's a, some type of job opening, football-related or not, I know you always post a picture of Houston Nutt trying to tag him in and hopefully they give him a call. Are we just going to have to accept that all the line, great liners and legacies and quotables from Houston Nutt just die with Arkansas and Ole Miss? Or do you think that there's still hope? that he can find some type of job, some type of coaching job in some way where he can get all new liners from him. I mean, sadly, I don't think there's much hope, which is a shame because he's still pretty young. Like, he is. In terms of, 
what was he in his mid fifties? Is he even sixty at this point? If he's sixty, he's barely sixty. Okay, so like he he was out of that job at Ole Miss at a fairly young age. Like still, I mean, still with like his wits about him and an ability to coach at whatever level that may be. Uh, but yeah, I think the stink was on him after Oxford, and it hasn't left. All these, even after all these years, uh, I think he is probably relegated to uh, doing TV and radio and whatever. And I thought he'd be great at TV, and it really—I don't—I don't know. It hasn't really translated as well as I thought that maybe it would. Um, and so, like, if he wants to coach again, I'm sure he could find a job, but it's pro- like it's probably not the job he wants to have. No, I wouldn't think so either. Do you know him personally? Like, I know that you always have, uh, you know. I, I have, about. I have met him on occasion. Okay. I'll okay. just say that. All right, because uh, I was, I was talking with some people about it too, and just well, I remember during last time Arkansas actually beat Alabama, I was actually dating his daughter at the time from Fayetteville High School, and uh, just remember the uh, the excitement that he had from that point. I thought he'd be at Arkansas forever, and uh, you know, and lo and behold, this is where it's at. So it's sad to see, though. I wish you could come back and give us some great quotes, but I, I agree with you too. But then, if you but thinking back, like if you had to do it all over again, would you have fired him at the end? Like I know it got bad at the end. I was in Fayetteville at yeah. the time. Like, I know, I know it was bad, but like seeing what happened from that point forward to like today, like let's say before Chad Morris, everything up until Chad Morris, like would it have been worse? I don't, I don't think so. I, I, well, the thing is, is it's a matter of what do you want to sacrifice because you got Bobby Petrino out of it, and you know those two right. seasons for Bobby but, were but great. Was, but were those wins worth what it ended up being at the end? Th- that's the ultimate question. I, I don't know, man. It's because it, it's just it's been so bad since that happened, and you thought that after Nut left and you got Bobby Petrino, you thought that it was always you always upgraded and you never had to worry about it, but. Uh, right. You know, there's definitely people and look back and like, man, you know, Houston Nutt, it, it doesn't look like that was so bad at the end of the year. Compared like, to what this, it that's not an endorsement of Houston Nutt. That's no. more of an indictment of what has happened since. <laughs> yes, right? yes. Like, don't for the, yeah, this, this is not a, a pro Houston Dale, uh, you know, conversation. I'm just saying the decisions that were made and the coaches that were hired following that decision were not great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people were wanting him as athletic director when Jeff Long was fired. Yeah. <sighs> See, it, but that's the other thing. It's like you, you can't have it, – it's not a Frank Broyles world anymore. You right. know, you can't just hire the, the outgoing football coach. Like you have to have somebody with some business savvy uh, because you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars. And I, I don't think the guy that would run the ball on third and five uh, all the time is your guy that you want handling your million-dollar industry. So that's just me. No. I mean, he maybe bring back the Murray State Mafia guys and have them as head coaches and maybe get Dickie Nutt in there. And I mean, I'm all time. for it for a comedy's sake. Oh, yeah. For a practicality's sake. Let's not do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Make for great conversation, that's for sure. Well, Bunky, I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast, man. It's been a lot of fun. Always a joy. Uh, your follow on Twitter. And if you haven't followed him on Twitter, be sure to do so at Bunky Perkins for all types of good stuff, man. Appreciate well, who's, it, buddy. Who's, who's winning the game this weekend? The game? Oh, yeah, I guess we, I guess we got carried away. I mean, I I think I I keep wanting to try to talk myself into like oh Arkansas has been improving so therefore they're going to win but at the same time they're still getting smoked by some pretty good teams I I feel like Ole Miss is still going to win but I think it's going to actually be a close game I, I actually think Arkansas is winning really I think Arkansas is trending in the right direction like what you want to see with a with a team with a new coach and, and especially your first year coach like you, you got to temper expectations you just want to have a guy 
you want to see improvement from the team. And like I was at the North Texas game, they couldn't get been any lower from that point, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, they found something in Ty Story that's least competitive, and they've they've got a little semblance of a running game, and I, I, they just keep getting better every week. Ole Miss. I, they they put up a lot of points against teams that they're athletically better than, but I don't think the athletic difference between Arkansas and Ole Miss is all that much, except maybe in wide receivers versus you know Arkansas secondary. So I would tend to say it's a toss up, but since they're playing in Arkansas, Arkansas by three. Well, the only thing about it, man, is that they they've played so bad in Little Rock the past few years. I, I mean, I know it was a big deal with Houston Nutt and Bobby Vitrino, but Little Rock's just not been very good to them. And I feel like Jordan Tiamu, man, the guy's just so good, and that's been kind of the bane of Arkansas's defense existence. Is if you have a really good wide uh, quarterback who has some good wide receivers, I think it'll be a high scoring game. And but he's not good against anybody that's good. Name one game he's ever won against anybody that was worth anything. Like he beat yeah, Kentucky last year. But Arkansas's not like worth a, anything. Yeah, but Kentucky this year is better than Kentucky last year. But that's true. Like he looks awful against any kind of legitimate competition. So that's why I'm saying Arkansas by three. Yeah, I'm glad we're trying to talk each other into why our programs are worse than the other one. <laughs> that's where we are, baby. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Well, appreciate you joining me anyway, Bunky. Man, we'll we'll be catching up with you later down the road. All right, man. Take it easy. Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify, so be sure to check that out in that way. Because a lot of you listen to Spotify. I was getting this question a lot of when we're going to be on Spotify. We're on Spotify, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. So be sure to check that out. We're on Stitcher. We're on everything. Anytime you can get a podcast, any way you can get a podcast, be sure to check that out on Spotify. Make it happen. Share with your friends. Give me some feedback. Tweet at me any questions, comments, concerns you may have at Rush John Neighbors, and I'll be sure to keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.